The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. I think it's normal for people to try to negotiate or find their way with meditation with their usual ways of thinking and thinking of themselves and approaching their lives. But one of the ways that meditation can open up or really kind of work well is if we approach it from almost a different paradigm, very different kind of approach to how we do things, get things done, even who we think we are. And uh, one of, there's a, in Mahayana Buddhism, there's a very, this, you know, offering a different paradigm sometimes is offered. There's a very famous teaching that is expressed in the line, this very body is Buddha. This very body is Buddha. And there's maybe a big topic to explain all that. But rather than explaining it, this very body is your home. This very body is is the place to reside, to wake up, to be. It's a very different framework, approach to people's lives. Here, this body. So to begin this sitting, to take a soft, gentle, bigger breath. And as you exhale, settle into this body of yours. this body that's been your companion and friend for a long time. Taking your breath in and settling in, relaxing in. Is there a way of relaxing into your body that expresses that you trust your body, trust being in it, living in it, Some way in which you don't see your body as a thing separate from you, but rather your body is is you as you relax into it. And then within the body as part of the body, is the experience of breathing. Again, so you're not apart or separated from breathing. You can... What is your body's experience of breathing? If you're going to trust your body, trust your breathing, how does your body feel, sense, experience breathing? As 
as you exhale, perhaps softening the mind. A soft mind, but also a soft mind that is dedicated to staying there with the breath, hanging in there, abiding with breathing in and breathing out. And if anything happens while you're sitting here that makes it challenging to be with the breath, with breathing, don't fight it, don't have conflict with that. But then remember that what we're doing here is becoming clear about what's happening. Having clarity. So if the mind thinks a lot, step back and have clarity about the thinking mind. If the body aches, step back and have clarity about the ache. And then step back into your breathing with clarity of an in-breath and clarity around an out-breath. Here, in this body, this body is Buddha. I think it's useful in doing this kind of practice to give some uh, consideration to how you operate, how, what's your way of thinking, what's your way of moving through the world, what's your attitude towards what you're doing. Because chances are pretty high that for this practice to kind of <clears throat> have the most effect on you, most beneficial for you, uh, it helps if you have some kind of shift in attitude or shift in paradigm or shift in perspective of what this is all about. <clears throat> and uh, one shift that I like to think of is this idea that uh, we hear from time to time that uh, if you want to uh, uh, learn or something, if you want to learn this practice of Buddhism or practice of mindfulness, um, it's not just a matter of learning or seeing or understanding something but rather uh, you have to be willing to be affected by it. You have to be willing to be changed by it. And, uh, and so then the question is, what, what inside of you, where's the place inside of you or the attitude or the sensibility inside of you that has a willingness to be changed? Is there a location? Is there a feeling? Is there an attitude of willingness to be somehow affected by what you're present for, or what the experience is, or what you see, or, or what you understand. And that maybe, maybe there's something very important in that willingness to be changed. And maybe a lot of the change that comes from this practice 
comes uh, not from what you see or what you experience in the end, but comes from beginning to open up that crack of willingness, the willingness to be changed. And, and maybe that's all it is, the willingness to not hold on, not be closed, not be resistant, not be wanting something, but a willingness to be available to be changed, to be open to the possibility of it, to allow yourself to be changed by, by reality. So you might think about this little bit about this. Make what if I'm saying if what I'm saying makes sense to you, you might want to kind of reflect on this and see if there can be some kind of paradigm change. And if it doesn't make sense for you, don't just leave it here. It doesn't don't worry about it. So uh, we'll have lunch in a few minutes, and if you brought lunch, then you're welcome to, uh, people who know how will set up tables in this outer hall and chairs, and you can join them, or you're welcome to take a chair outside and sit outside if you like, and, uh, and eat. And um, but we would like to keep the property in silence, so eating quietly in silence, and um, Alfonso is available to help if you have any questions about anything about during lunch, you can always check with him. Or if a few of you would just near the end of the hour would help tidy up, sweep that floor from breadcrumbs and stuff, the outer hall, and maybe tidy up the kitchen, it would be very much appreciated. And there might be a little bit of talking about, you know, who's going to do the drying and who's going to do the washing, if that's... Um, and um, the, um, if you don't, didn't bring a lunch and you need to go buy a lunch someplace and you want to keep it simple. Um, if you go, go out to El Camino and go s- south, um, uh, kind of opposite each other in the El Camino, just before Jefferson, is a Safeway and a Whole Foods. Both of them have delis. And it's relatively easy to go in there and get a sandwich and come back. Part of the art of uh, this kind of day long is to try to keep yourself um, from doing a lot of things that would kind of stir up the mind. The mind gets a little more subtle, more quiet, more intimate. Even if you don't necessarily feel that way, it's still, it's quite something to spend a day like today. And the art of it is to try to stay close to that and not do something that would kind of stir you up and have you thinking a lot, come back and you're kind of busy. So, for example, you might want to, if you go for a walk, you might not want to walk where there are stores or in El Camino or a lot of traffic and a lot of people, just some place where it's kind of quieter. Um, you might want to not check your, for f- emails that you might have gotten on your phone or messages um, because um, you might think it's, you're quite capable of handling anything that might come there. It's not going to agitate you. But you never know the surprises that come th- through that route. And maybe those surprises can wait for later and just stay here and be quiet. So it is, you kind of try to stay in this kind of mode contemplative mode um, and that's usually most supportive for the afternoon and the other thing that's supportive for some people is um, not to eat too much at lunch uh, maybe eat a little bit less than you normally would uh, maybe even to the point that you're still a teeny bit hungry you wish more and you could always eat the rest of it during the next break or something you know it's, it's not like you're going to starve but, but somehow um, eating a little bit too uh, eating a little bit less than you normally would uh, helps keep you, uh, might help you stay a little more alert when you come back and for the first sitting and after lunch. 
So we'll come back at 1.15 for the next sitting, and I hope you enjoy your lunch break. Thank you. <laughs>